Monday, beautiful people. Am I muted? I'm unmuted. I'm unmuted. Happy Monday, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Pass Love Talk. I'm glad to be here. Hope you're glad to be listening in. To all y'all getting to work? Get to work. <laughs> all y'all that's just like getting off, get home safely. I hope you all are well. It's Monday. Did you have a good weekend? Well, the Arts and Ideas Festival has ended. Uh, ended with a big drag show. I didn't get downtown yesterday because, you know, I have to take, I have over the weekend, I'm learning, I'm realizing that there's just some time I have to just take off. You know what I mean? Like I just have to, I just have to go all chill. So yesterday was my chill day. So I didn't go anywhere, I didn't do anything. I sat on the porch, I read. I'm damn near finished with the book, The Yellow House. <laughs> that I've been reading since last summer. <laughs> My chair is shrinking. Yes, Carol Bass, the chair that you gifted me now, I think it's time for a new chair. Because this one, you know, I'm a big girl, so I need to find a chair for a big girl. You know, that could carry the, that could hold it down a little bit. Uh, but other than that, it's good. Uh, I'm going to get to the news in a minute. Uh, but let me run down the weekend. Because let me see, what did I, you know, I like to run down the weekend from like Friday, Thursday, or whatever. And I know I did stuff. <laughs> ah, I know, I know I did stuff. Oh, I know. Saturday morning, I was the keynote, the commencement speaker for CONCAT adult programs. And I, I really thought it was just gonna be a small gathering. It's a full-blown thing. It was a whole production. Woo! And I, you know, I had a sense of what I might say, but I didn't know what I was gonna say. You know, I never kind of know. I just kind of walk into the situation. And uh, I just walked into a situation. I was like, all right, I have a sense of how this is gonna go down. And uh, it was well received. It was a great graduation. I, you know, graduations of adults. When adults complete things, it's like a big deal because you know that these folks put their they 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 put their blood, sweat, and tears into this. This is not like you know high school and you you know you got to go to college. It's not that. It's I got to make some I got to make some real sacrifices and decisions about uh, about my my uh, my my situation, and so uh, they do that. And they they accomplish, and it's never easy. It's not without pitfalls. It's not without challenges. It's not without any of those things. So, um, I, as a matter of fact, it comes with a gazillion challenges. So I was just I'm always happy to sort of uh, be a part of adult graduations. You know, when I used to teach at Albertus. And I taught it at Burns for like a couple of years in the accelerated degree program. I love the adult learners. I love them because they just come with a real commitment to it. You know, they're clear. I'm very clear, clear. And then they just act accordingly. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So anyway, uh, that's where we are. Uh, that's that's so that's what I did Saturday, and then. Uh, no, I went to something else. No. Oh, I went to the Caribbean Festival. I went downtown to the Caribbean Festival, which was really, really good. 
I, um, I, I caught the ideas talk, uh, Karen DeVos Walton moderated um, housing insecurity panel, which was really good. I learned a few things about housing. We don't care. We don't give a damn about housing of anybody except rich people. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> everything, everything, everything reflects that. Nothing reflects housing for the poor, you know. And if there is housing for the poor, it does not meet the needs. That's the truth. I, there's, there's nothing else to say about that. Oh, my chair is. Uh, this chair is all the way down. I could do about it. Let's just let's see if I could lift it back up. All right, back up. See how long it lasts. So, so that was Saturday. That was good. I know I did something Friday. I just don't know what I did Friday. Uh, Saturday night, people came on the porch, hung out. That was really, really nice. We had a good time Saturday night. Uh, my neighbors got a little wild because their mama wasn't home, so they got a little wild. I ain't never seen that happen before. And I've been on this block. It'll be four years come uh, uh, August. I've never seen anything like that. She wasn't home. That's why they wilding out. <laughs> well, I saw her. I didn't say nothing. I just let it go. I was like, mm. I didn't tell them. I didn't rat on them. Somebody will rat on them. They'll rat on themselves. It's going to become clear. That's how that stuff works. So I was like, all right, I'm let y'all. Do your thing. I'm not going to rat on you. So, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was the weekend. And then yesterday I just chilled. My son, Gregory, popped by. Uh, oh, I went up, I went up Friday. Uh, I went up Friday to see my daughter's apartment, my big daughter's apartment, Brianna's apartment. It's gorgeous. It is such a cool space. She lives in a, in a loft in a, in a, you know, like, like a, industrial commercial looking building um and three three or four floors of it is lofts and so her and karen uh are roommates and uh it's a very nice kitchen two bathrooms two bedrooms very very nice so i went up to see her on friday and got a look-see and then uh and then margo went up on saturday to help put her bed frame together. And I sent my Tar Beach uh, print that was in my laundry room. I mean, it, she, it, she, she's got so much wall space in her, in her loft, you know, it's like a gallery. So I sent Tar Beach, I'm gonna send some more artwork and she can just hang up on the walls and, uh, and feel like, you know, she's making it into a, a place where she can live. So, uh, so that's that. So, so that was the weekend. I chilled yesterday and read some more of my book. It's almost finished. You know, I'd probably knock it out today. And, uh, and that'll be that. And then I'll pick up something else. I just have to decide what I want to pick up. I'm thinking I might pick up Stacey Abrams' book because I did buy, did get one. Uh, I think I have two of her books, you know, the latest, latest ones. So we'll see. Because I think now, you know, I'm trying to fiction, nonfiction kind of thing, trying to figure that out. You know, so it's not so I'm not always just reading heavy stuff because my my friend Lauren is like, Dabs, you read a lot of heavy stuff back to back to back like I, I do. <laughs> so I got to so I got to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to mix that up. So anyway, happy Monday. 
Oh yeah. And what else did I do? Oh, Friday I went and had I had to go have a kidney sonogram because I think they uh, uh, the well it looks like there's a, either a cyst or a tumor sitting on my kidney or behind my kidney or near my kidneys or something. So so I, 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 the doctor just called me. I don't I I, I I they don't know what I do for a living so they're just gonna call whenever. Uh, so I'll call her back later. But I saw that she called so. And I'm sure she wants to talk about next steps or what should happen or what could happen or what might happen or that kind of stuff. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Listen, I've come this far by faith. So uh, I'm just going to go with it. And uh, so, so that's that part. So it's Monday. Uh, my schedule is very light. Um, word on the street is going to take a little bit of a hiatus because we've been working Paul uh, like a Hebrew slave. <laughs> so, so he's like, I feel like Michael Jackson, working, working, working day and night. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Working, working, working day and night. So he's like, Pep's got me working day and night. <laughs> so. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let Paul have a break. <laughs> and you know, the city is is you know lulls down a little bit. Um, so we're gonna take we're gonna take a little break. Uh, I'm thinking it's gonna be a summer break, but he gets to decide, you know, when he wants to once he wants to when, when does he want to come back to do it. But I'm thinking a, a good summer hiatus, you know, uh, would be good while the city is like doing this summer vibe. And then we come back strong late summer, early fall with some, with some new theme music, Harry. We got to find some new music. And, and, and a new look. I don't know. <laughs> Something. <laughs> At best, I'll have new glasses. That would be what it, what it is. And it's time to order new glasses. I have my eyes examined. In my my eyes have not um, changed since twenty years. I have the same vision, same prescription. Um, so I got to order new glasses. I just need to go online. I really love these, and they, my the eye doctor's like, you can keep wearing them. The, the prescription is gonna be the same. <laughs> these are not scratched up. Nothing's wrong with them. Just train them out. So I'll just get another pair, you know, or two, and see what happens. Uh, no. So, so yeah, so it's Monday. All right. Uh, and it's good to be Monday. I think it's going to rain some, it was raining. It was raining this morning. Cause Margo called me to say, I'm soaking wet. Cause she rides her bike to work like a seven minute ride. She's like, Oh my God, it's raining. <laughs> She's like, I, I walked out with my bike and I was like, Oh, I can make it before it starts to rain. And, uh, it rained. So anyway, uh, so yeah, my intention was to get up a little bit early. I did get up early this morning, but I didn't do what I was going to do. So I don't know what that's about. I kind of know what that's about, but I don't know what that's about. So anyway, uh, so if you just tuned in, you're listening to Love Baths on Love Talk, Love Baths, Love Talk on 103.5 WNHH. And I am well, happy, <laughs> just happy. Life is good right now. 
this is really, really good. She give me a little sparkling water this morning. I didn't feel like making any coffee. You know, I'm good. I'm feeling, I'm in a good place. I've been in a good place for a minute. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy about that. It's nice to be in a good place. You know, nice to not be challenged by anything or worried about anything. You know, I don't have any stressors in my life. I don't, I don't have any of that. I mean, I've got some health challenges. Who doesn't? But other than that, yeah, it's all good. You know, uh, I enjoy the Arts and Ideas Festival. Uh, uh, we're about to decide on a new executive director for the Arts Council. Uh, I mean, we're just doing, we're, I'm, I'm, my life is in a good place. And I, I want to keep it that way. Because <laughs> I've seen fire and I've seen rain. <laughs> I've seen lonely days that I thought would never end. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, so I, I mean, I, I was a walking, talking James Taylor's melody, let me tell you. But now, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in a sweet spot. You know, the only thing that would set it off a little bit better is if I won like lottery money, like a lot, you know, like a lot of lottery money, because then I could be way more philanthropic. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could do some really cool stuff in the world, not just for my own self, but I could do some really cool, 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 cool things, you know, and, and plus I'd like to set my kids up a little bit better because. You know, I worry about their future. Uh, you know, all parents do. I don't worry at nausea, don't get me wrong, but I do worry a little bit about, you know, them making a way in the world. And uh, I think about that as, as parents do, as parents do, as parents do. Uh, we hear back from LSAT uh, in a, in a, in this week uh, on the 28th. We hear back on the 28th about our test. Oh, Lord. I'm trying to wait until that time before I register uh, to take the LSAT in August. I'm about to jump back into the swing of things anyway, because uh, I need to get back into it. Uh, but there's other stuff I have to do. You know, I have to get the letters, you know, my letters of recommendation and I have to get my personal statement written and diversity statement and all the, all the stuff. So, so I'm thinking about all that. And every time I think about that, I get a little uh, like, because, oh. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to, I want to. I want to make sure I hit all the marks right. You know, I want to make sure I make myself attractive. And I am attractive. I think I'm an attractive candidate. You know, but I, 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 need, I need myself to come alive on the pages of what I write. So that's what I want to do. So I need to start that process next week or so to just look over the stuff that we've already worked on and start working on some more things and just tighten it up. And then just decide who, who, uh, 
who I want to write for me, recommendations and stuff, just, you know, stuff like that. Oh, it's a lot, a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. So anyway, such is life. Um, such is life. So anyway, that's uh, that's where we are today. So um, let me let me jump, <laughs> let me jump into some news. Uh, it's rainy today in the Elm, of course. Um, I haven't watched too much news because news can really. I, it's it's amazing to me that how much of a news junkie I used to be, and I'm no longer that. So, but I, I will tell you, I'm fascinated by. <laughs> I am fascinated by uh, I'm fascinated by the the cat that is uh, marching on Putin, <laughs> the mercenary guy. I, I was like, first of all, mercenary. So these are the cats that he used to send to do his dirty work or what they say in Russia, politics. <laughs> He's a person uh, that, and now he, I guess he was just like, uh, had enough of the way Putin is running this whole Ukraine war. And uh, so I guess he amassed his own little band of mercenaries and was going to march on Moscow. And then decided not to because you don't want to be killing your own countrymen. Now, now I will say this, Putin doesn't give one damn about killing his own uh Countrymen, but this cat seems to um, care about that. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So I I don't know where that leaves you when uh, a mercenary marches on you and you have to deal with it. <laughs> And when you deal with that, huh? Do you call some other mercenaries? Oh, I'm just trying to understand. How do you deal with mercenaries when all you deal with is mercenaries? So do you send more mercenaries, other mercenaries to get those mercenaries? I don't know what you do. Think they're gonna march on? They gonna storm Putin? I, I, who you calling? This was your guy. This is your guy. This is your main mercenary cat. This is the guy who could get it done for you, night or day, anywhere in the world. That's your guy. And then when your guy, and didn't and his choice words was, "Oh, stab me in the back." Ain't that what mercenaries do? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Who is trusting mercenaries? I I don't get it. Who is trusting mercenaries? 
by virtue of you being a mercenary means you are untrustworthy. You know why you're untrustworthy? Because you ride for the highest bidder of your services. So that makes me think, because, you know, they've got a lot of billionaire cats in Russia. There's a lot of these cats who, you know, the ones that didn't commit suicide, you know, remember all of them? It was like 13, 20 of them that committed suicide, mysteriously just up and committed suicide. I believe that was the work of the mercenaries. But there's some left that they ain't kill all the rich people from Russia. So I bet you they put some money together to listen. Because <laughs> mercenaries got to ride for the highest bidder. That's what they do. You can't be a good mercenary if you don't ride for the highest bidder. Otherwise, you, you're just making minimum wage for what? So, you know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what you do when you're poor. I don't know what you do when your head mercenary cat turns on you. Who's second? I, I, I don't know how the hierarchy, I don't know the mercenary, those mercenary hierarchies role. I suspect, and I'm just, I'm just a chick from Church Street South. I don't know nothing. I suspect just, just, just by being adjacent to the drug game and just knowing something about organized crime, you know, and by knowing something about organized crime, I mean, watching Godfather one and two, three, and, and Goodfellas and, and, all, <laughs> and all of those, that there's a hierarchy and that somebody will put a price. And I think, I think people put a price and said, listen, now the fact that he didn't go all the way into Moscow to like mix it up, I, I don't think that was the goal at all. I think the goal was exactly what he did. It's like, I want you to know I amass fellow mercenaries and we're going to march on you. So think about your options. Get us out of Ukraine. And let's let's take care of our country. Now, that's a lot for mercenaries to say. I don't know if mercenaries say that. I think he just says, listen, I just want you to know your days are numbered. So I don't know if you're Putin, because your military is your military is full of mercenaries. <laughs> And the people who are not mercenaries are schoolboys. <laughs> you know, the ones you ripped out of school to build the armies. So I don't know what you do at this point if you're put, like, who do you call? Ghostbusters? Who you call? I don't know who you call. Who do you call when you're number one mercenary? The cat who, had, who was your right hand for all your dirt, or, you know, when stuff needed to happen. You know, 24-7, no matter where, you know, the keeper of the poisons. <laughs> I don't, what do you do? Who do you call? Who does Putin call now? He sits at the long table with the, with the, with the, uh, are they advisors? The, the people that help run the country, which I don't think anybody helps them run the country. So you find yourself in the room with the, at the long table where you got to like call each other on the phone because you can't hear. Cause he's so far away, he's like a mile away in a, in a room, and you and you say, "What? Who's next? Who, who who we got? What's the second string? Who's coming from the bench?" Yeah, I know he. I know he went to bed like, "Damn it!" 
good help is hard to find. No, mercenaries ain't loyal. They loyal to getting paid. So offer them more money. You got more money, offer them more money. They'll be back on your team. But believe that though, you can't try. I don't even know why he even thought he feels stabbed in the back by a mercenary. By virtue of them being mercenaries, it already tells you they're going to roll to the highest bidder. And I guarantee you, on second look, some of them rich Russians like, listen, we got to make some moves. Somebody's whispering to them, listen, pull some money, get the money. Anybody could be bought. Everybody got price. 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 So, so now what's, you know, so what, what else does he want? What else does the mercenary guy want? So that's all I'm saying. That, listen, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I just find that hilarious. I, I, I do. I just find that whole situation hilarious. I do. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> listen uh i don't know about you but to me it just seems like that's like an hour outside of civil war right that's like civil isn't that like civil war that's like the makings of civil war i don't know but from where i sit it looks like the makings of civil war civil war you know and fighting with your countrymen for power of your country. That's that's how I imagine civil war goes. Civil war. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm okay. So now everybody's gonna be watching this because this is this is must-see TV. <laughs> I can't wait to get to my office at the inner city so I can put it on the screen. So I can find out what's happening. <laughs> this is this is must see TV. I listen. I know Tom Cruise is like, damn. I should have wrote that in one of my movies. <laughs> or maybe you did. I don't know. I didn't see them all yet. Speaking of movies, yes, of course I'm gonna go see the last film of Indiana Jones. I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I've seen them all. I love them all. I watch them when they're on TV. I love Indiana Jones. So of course I'm going to see the last one, and I'm going to see Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. At some point, Tom Cruise is going to have to give up, you know, jumping off of cliffs. You know, I know he likes that daredevil stuff. I get it. 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 You know. So and then and then um, Denzel Washington, uh, Equalizer, which I love them Equalizer movies too. I must say. I love him in the Equalizers. And I think there was a couple of movies that he has done that should have been franchised. He, he's late to the franchise party. You know, uh, you know, all these other cats that got these franchises, movie franchises, and this is his, his turn at it. So yeah. And you know, he's like 70 something years old. It would have been nice, but he should have had, I think Devil in a Blue Dress, all of that should have been a franchise you know the easy rollins character that should have been a franchise but you know racism in hollywood 
racism anywhere, racism everywhere. Uh, but that that should have been a franchise, you know, him as Easy Rollins. That was that's one of my favorite favorite movies. He was so him and Don Cheadle were 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 movie magic. Movie magic. That was a missed opportunity. That really was a missed opportunity. Hollywood can miss opportunities often. So, so yeah, so Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington, Tom Cruise, they are box office gods. And so the three of them will have summer hits. And uh and we we and and you know, we want to say goodbye to Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure Harrison Ford is like, listen, I can't be doing this. I I got a day left. <laughs> I got a day left for this stuff. I, I would this is what I'm gonna do. So I'm I'm good with it. I am I am good with it. So so I might make it to the movies and see those things. There's a couple of things that I want to see, you know. And and I I I've not been going to the movies like most people, you know. Uh, but I I will go see because Indiana Jones lends itself to the movies. Indiana Jones, um, the Equalizer, I can see at the movies, but I can see it screened at my house. Um, Mission Impossible, it would be good to see it at the movies because all the Daredevil stuff, right? Because this, you know, you know, it's just cool. So I would see that. And then uh, I don't know what else is coming up. I have no idea. I don't know what else is coming up. So uh, I don't know what we're going to do after arts and ideas. We have to all make our way, make our way back into finding stuff to do. But New Haven is chock full of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Best you believe. Best you believe. Uh, uh, I can, uh, I could get into some. Uh, I sent a message to Tim Cabral, just trying to wait to when Goya was going to open. And, uh, and he said, uh, July, late July. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to get into it. And uh, yeah. So now oh, I got to turn my, I got to turn my attention to the film fest. I got to, I got to watch these films that are under my umbrella. I got to do that. So now that the uh, Arts and Ideas Festival, I could catch them. I could start watching some and add some because there's some I I there's some people I have to talk to about adding some films. Oh, Lord, um, I'll just send the, I have to send them the links and then like okay, add this film, add this film, add this film. and uh, and then run down the ones that I want to have conversation about because you know you know. Um, Gorman handed me some films already. Uh, and I was charged with looking for some more films. I, I found a film. I know some filmmakers, so I just got to connect. So maybe that's what I do this week now that the Arts and Ideas Festival is over and I don't have to run around and do stuff. All I have to do now is just get deep into my LSAT stuff. And uh, depending on what my scores say, I take it again. And if, I if I'm taking it again in August, that means studying has to commence. Beast. I never wanna be a beast of burden. Oh, I've, I've been watching the uh, the Firestorm on the internet about Patti LaBelle doing the tribute to Tina Turner 
um, at the BET Awards. You know, we love Patty. We love, love Patty. Why in God's name did we let her do a tribute to Tina Turner and then mess it up? I know, I know, we love Patty. Love, love Patty. Miss Patty is our love. But she cannot be called upon to do everything. Uh, I think they could have made some different choices. Um, I know they were trying to find like folks as in Tina's contemporaries, you know, I get it. But I would have liked to have somebody else do it. And, and I think they deserve to do it again and, and tribute her right. But somebody take notes and like, okay, we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna attribute this to Tina better because she deserves better, you know? I just don't. And I, I didn't watch the BET Awards. I, I don't really watch award shows anymore. One, because I find them boring. And two, I don't know these artists. I watched in my heyday and then, you know, you pass the torch. There's no one I wanted to see, so there's no one. You know, I'll watch them because I want to see somebody's tribute. Uh, but beyond that, and I didn't watch, I didn't watch this. I just, I just saw the boo-ha-ha play out across social media. <laughs> and you know, and you know, uh, uh, black, black, black social media is everything. Black social media is uh, is its own vibe. And if you don't know where to look or get into it, you're just gonna, you're just missing out on some really good content. So I've been watching and seeing some of the, uh, uh, And watching some of the, the the comments and let me tell you it's uh uh it's fun 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 oh so uh the the uh the the uh ocean ocean gate implosion uh, now that we know more about what has happened, we know more of what has happened and uh, that has imploded. I mean, it was so many. I was watching CBS uh, morning, uh, which I like to watch on Sundays. And they were talking about, they had the guy on uh, from last year. And, uh, and the reporter guy was, was going in the submarine in the, with it, the submer submersible. Uh, he was going in, but it got scrapped because of something happened. But the way, <laughs> I, I don't, maybe it's me, I don't know. But the way that this cat was describing the design of this thing, like he was in it and he was showing you, you know, like the cheap cameras from Amazon, the little um, PlayStation um, command thing that they use to drive the thing. I'm thinking to myself, this and you pay, you want people to pay $250,000 a ticket to get in something where you just sitting around, everybody's sitting around and they look out these little, little camera holes and you see. I, and then you hear the stories of another father's son who the son was like, dad, we're not doing this. <laughs> it's like, 
And the guy and the guy was like, yeah, the president of the of the of uh, Ocean Gate is like hounding us. Right. Come, come. He's like he was almost desperate for people to he's like he called me back. He dropped the price. I was like, dad, dad, you're not doing this. <laughs> it's amazing how uh, one set of father and son and the son was like, mm -mm, I'm not doing this. And the other father and son was like, the father was like, we're doing this. And the, and the son was like, well, his father's down. I don't want to let my father down. He was 19. And I thought, man, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what you think in those moments, but I, but what, what am I going to say? Like I said the other day, I went up in a hot air balloon with my friends in Marrakesh. And that's dangerous. You know, now the likelihood of something happening was small, but it's still going in a hot air balloon is still a dangerous thing. You know, so I, I get it. I get it. And I was being, I was judging them harshly, but then I was like, well, I went up in a hot air balloon and that's not safer. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, if it burns up, we're all going to crash to our deaths. There's no rescuing. Who, 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 who's going to rescue? Nobody. The ground. So I was just like, all right. Okay. And I, I spent money to do it. So it wasn't like it was free. I was like, I, I lovingly pay my money. and was like, I'm going up. Now I've done it once. I don't need to do it 8,000 times. Mm -mm. I don't even need to do it a second time. And this was my second time. I did it when I was a kid at Danbury Fair Mall grounds. But, you know, and it didn't go up that high. Just, you know, took you up a little bit, brought you down. That doesn't really count. I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. This was a full on up, up and away. So I'll just shut up about that. I feel bad for those people. It's like, you know, lawsuits are going to come and everybody's going to start suing and everybody's got to get involved. You know, you're going to find out more. You're going to find out they cut corners. And everybody's like, oh, if you're innovative, though, you know, you got to take risks. If you, and I get that. You, you take risks with your own life. Don't take risks with other people's lives. That's all I'm saying. But if other people pay to take risks, well, I mean, what are you going to do? So, so now, because of this, we got put, we got, we got, we got to enact checks and balances so people don't make stupid decisions. Like we have to be able to sort of like have some, some say so of what people put up in the base. In water and air and sea and the land, what we we've got to regulate that now, right? Because people just get out their bag and they just go do stuff that puts everybody in a compromising way situation. Anyway, we'll get around to it, and we'll find out more as as time goes on. As time goes on, more will be made, more information will be uh, uh, shared about what was really happening. And, you know, I guarantee you, you know, so, so they could call him innovative all he wants. Okay, bye. Bye, boy. He a dead innovator now. <laughs> so.
<laughs> okay. And maybe some, maybe some discoveries that he made will be useful for the next person that comes along and wants to create something, you know, make, you know, make that kind of deep sea diving uh, commercially available to people who want to go down and see that kind of, you know, underwater excursions, I guess. I don't like underwater like that, so <laughs> you don't got to worry about me. I don't care how much money I have. You will not have to worry about me. If I won lottery today or Mega Millions or Powerball, you can best believe none of that money is going to go to take my black ass under nobody's ocean. Unless we're running from zombies, that's the only way. Believe me. That is the only way. So, <laughs> oh, the world is round and round and round. People make the world go round. They do. They make the world go round. And uh, it's a little crazy. So uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about before I jumped into. Oh, so Paul Bass sent me yesterday a video of somebody in New Hallville that took video with their camera of an unidentified flying object. And, uh, and you know, it was a brother. <laughs> and, you know, this brother was not Listen, I believe everything he said. I saw his video and I believe everything he saw. Because when I was a kid back in 76 or 77, I saw a UFO too. Me and a bunch of other people. It was in the paper. Um, we saw a UFO. I don't, I think it, was, it had to been like 76, 77. Uh, so I was part of the people that saw this UFO, saw this UFO in the sky. I li was living in Church South. I must have been about. 13, something like that. I saw a UFO. I never forgot it. Uh, and it was in the, it made the papers. Uh, I was one of the people that saw it. And uh, so that made me, so when Paul sent me the video, that made me think about that. Uh, I think he sent it to Harry. And it, maybe in the second hour, Harry will post it up and we could take a look at it again. But, you know, Black people are just funny. So he, he, he captured it. And uh, and you can hear his kids, his daughter was like, come on, dad, we got to go. Because <laughs> she was like, I don't give a damn if it's USO, we, UFO, we got to go. Stop filming it. <laughs> As if filming it was going to like bring it down to earth and get you or something. <laughs> like, you are funny. We are the funniest people on the planet. We just have no chill. So anyway, so you see some kind of object you clearly see it and then it turns into a thing and then it disappears freaky but yeah so now i didn't see anything on the news or anything about it and maybe it's a search maybe you do it as a search uh and i and i uh uh i'll, I'll just take a look and see uh, if, if anything was uh, uh, happening 
uh, uh, last night or whatever night he was uh, and, and see if anybody else, you know, let's see. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, there are some people, I think, I don't really, NASA, Bristol, Connecticut, signing opportunity. No, this is, I don't know what this is. That's something else. Hmm. Nothing. Oh, okay. February. Well, they didn't get to this one yet. Then, Well, maybe I'll stop talking about it because I don't want anybody knocking on my door. <laughs> you know, that's how all the movies start. That's how they all start. You see something, then they find out the government finds out you saw it. Then they got to come snatch you up. They want to know everything that you saw. And then, and then they want to convince you that what you saw was not what you saw. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to have that in my life. <laughs> but I have the video. Paul Bass sent it to me. And uh, I thought he was going to send it to Harry, too. He might have. I'm going to send it to Harry now. So we come back in the next hour. Um, Harry, we could talk about it. Or you could put it up and let me talk about it. It was, it, it was something. I was like, whoa. Whoa, but that's how I was when I was when I was 13. I saw one. And uh and this this person lived in New Hallville. You know, and I know it wasn't tampered with because I know this brother was he didn't sound like no brother that was trying to put up no janky he wasn't doing that. He was just like, look what I caught. I just happened to look up and see it, put my camera on it, my cell phone on it, and there you go. And his daughter was like, come on, come on. <laughs> she was not impressed, not even a little bit. She's like, oh, dad, we got to go. <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, oh, my God, this is too damn funny. He's like, oh, we got to go, dad. Get in the car, get in the car. Let's go. We got to go. And she wasn't trying to run from that. She was just like, we have some place to be. <laughs> Just can't outdo us. Just cannot. Just cannot, cannot, cannot. Cannot. The way we talk, the way we dress, the way we are. You know, all that. All of the things. All of the things. You know, how we connect. How we are. I have to find out if my friend um, Carissa's back in town. I need some help with something. I need a photographer's help. So I gotta, I need to get up with her because this something I want to work on. And uh and I need to uh need to get into it. Um so I need to talk to somebody about it. That's what I like to do. Uh so so yeah, so I got a couple of projects that I want to work on. I need to, and I'm gonna take the summer to work on them. And then, and then when I get to Senegal, I'll have some other projects to work on. So uh, what's going on? What's live now? Oh, the Cornell, the Cornell Scott uh, Health Facility is opening. It's opening. They, they finished. They're over there in the, uh, in the Q House. They're the, one of the anchors. 
So, you know, it's the Stetson Library, the uh, Q House, you know, uh, Leap Q House, and then um, uh, the Cornell Scott uh, Medical Center, which is good, which is really, really good. So everybody's out there now. I bet you that's where Paul Bass is. Paul Bass, are you out there? And uh, a lot of people. It looks like it's about to rain. But they're out there. They got some tents up. Ah, you go out there. Um, Michael is speaking now. Michael runs the Cornell, the CEO. Michael Taylor. Well, I'm going to have some lunch with, I think. I think that's our goal. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do. I think that's what we're going to do. But anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, that's going on today. Hooray! 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 Uh, hooray! That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, the Cornell Scott is open. I'm sorry, I'm looking at it. <laughs> okay. Back to y'all. Back, back to back to what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, back to what I'm supposed to be doing. Talking. <laughs> back to what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, talking to folks. Uh, now that I got a little free time, I got a, I got like a couple of days of free time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it wisely. There's some stuff that I want to do. There's some people I want to connect to. I'm gonna figure that out. And, uh, get into it. Uh, and, you know, I'm on this decorating vibe. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm on this decorating vibe and I'm, I'm serious about this. I've already, I've already got the paint for my vanity in my bathroom. And I just got to get some paint for the walls. And the only reason why I don't have paint for the walls yet is because I'm messing around with color, thinking about a color for it, you know, some color. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get it done. That, that's, my, that's my charge, to pick a color and get to it. <laughs> and, and the kitchen. Pick a color, get to it. Pick a color, get to it. Because that's what I want to do. And uh, that's, that's, that's what I have in mind to do. So I just got to get to it, and I will get to it, 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 uh, and just do all the things. So, um, of course, it's about that time where I take a break. Uh, thanks to all the people who are listening. Thanks you for the messages. I appreciate you. Um, I'll be back at 10.15. Uh, I don't have any guests today, so uh, I'm just hanging out. Uh, and I don't have any guests because it's been a little challenging to schedule guests with graduations and the, the and this and that. But now I think we've settled down. I think, I think all the graduations have happened. <laughs> uh, and then people sort of get themselves ready for um, vacation time and, and all that. So, so I'll be mindful of that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start racking up some folks and uh, have people come on and just you know, talk, catch up, see what's happening, learn a few things, get into it. So I'll be right back. Thanks, Harry. You got the thing that I want It's the way that you move it And don't, don't you stop what you're doing Cause I, 
Enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I am Babs Rawls-Ivy. Uh, did you get a chance to look at the, uh, the UFO video? <laughs> listen, I, when I text Paul back, I said, listen, I never thought we were alone. I, I don't know all these people were like, I, that's ego. Thinking that we're the only people in the whole gazillion universes. Please. <laughs> they're just looking at they're just looking at us. <laughs> what do you think, Happy? Who is that, Paul? That's Paul in the back. What are you saying? Uh, he's just wondering what we think. I love it. I I love that as a black person because you know black people are funny. <laughs> it was over Babs's house. Yeah. You heard that, Babs? Did, did, did they beam you up yesterday? No, I didn't get. I was on the porch. I couldn't. Are you? Are you sure that you? Oh, sure you, right. Are you sure you didn't lose time? Did Did you check your watch after what? Because you know, you know, I don't, I don't wear a watch, so time did feel like it went a little fast yesterday. Oh, there you go. There you go. You You really had an eighteen hour day. I, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I've seen lights like that before. There's no noise. Um, yeah, you know, when I was driving from Maine, coming back, um, I took my daughter to see a couple of colleges up in Maine. And we were coming back and we saw lights like that. And it was like, okay, you know, it's probably some, because it was, it felt like it was following us. And I'm like, if you feel like it's following you, something stationary, you're driving you know, in a certain pattern that it feels like it's following you. But then after about an hour of it being in the sky, seeming to follow all of a sudden a shot to the right, like so quick. And then it just stood there on the right. And it, my daughter's like, dad, did you just see that? I'm like, yeah, I did. I, I was wondering if I was the only one noticing this thing. And she's like, no, I just been waiting for it to land or something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, at least I'm not the only one who just saw that. Oh, but gosh. Uh, yeah, so I'm always looking up. I, every time at night I'll go out and I'll look up because it seems like so much happens in the skies of Waterbury. Because <laughs> water bear is the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a- actually, there are a lot of sightings in Waterbury. And at, in the middle of the night, sometimes I feel like this, like a military helicopter hovering right over my house. Sometimes it's just like, and I'm like, what the hell are they coming to get me or this this you know searching for something? Okay, hey, but, why would they come get you? I don't <laughs> why, know. What are you into? <laughs> I'm like, why, why is the military? You never know, right? <laughs> oh no, are no, you, I know Harry. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think I think my my face is plastered all over the January 6th uh, video. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't come get me. <laughs> That's an automatic charge. Wow. No, no. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, I love that stuff too, the sightings and all that. Um, I just would like, you know, E.T. to land on my lawn. So there's no doubt 
<laughs> you know? Why? 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 You would have doubt, still have doubt, because you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, "Oh, somebody's pranking you." I like, even you have just... some. I even have some Reese's just in case I need to lead him to my door. Mm -hmm. Why? So you sound people. like you sound like white people, Harry. <laughs> well, you know, if it, if there is intelligent life, you know, alien life, um, I don't think I have any any hope or or I, you know, they're gonna be scared of me in any form. So I might as well be friendly with some Reese's pieces. That's not being friendly. And you don't know if they that's you basing that on Hollywood foolishness. I know. <laughs> that that could be some sort of disrespectful thing, Reese's pieces. Yes, or it might make them sick or it might harm them. Or they've watched us enough and it's like these dumbass humans really think Reese's Pieces is what's going to broker peace with us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a video out there of um, a Los Angeles, no, Las Vegas um, police officer catching like this triangle tumble, tumbling out of the sky and, and, and just crashing. Right. And you have people's ring cameras pick up the, you know, the um, the impact and the vibration. Boom. Yeah. And then the, then there's a 911 call of somebody saying there's these aliens in my backyard. There's, they look they don't look like they're from this earth. You know, so that happened over there in Las Vegas like three weeks ago. Um, and the police officer who caught it on caught the tumbling object on his um body cam. Um, he was the one who responded to the call, right? And there was an impact area in the backyard and everything. And the guy, the guy said they were like nine to twelve feet. These aliens and everything, but uh, you know, so. <laughs> So and, and, where these, and where where are these aliens now? Well, they they must have you know that that uh vehicle that left uh, indentation in his backyard must have been good enough to fly off, you know. So okay, so you know, crazy stuff is happening all over, all the time. Okay. Yeah. I listen. I I. I you know, I say this all the time, Harry. We are not alone. We have never been alone, and 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 humans are stupid. So all they're gonna do is try to kill it and dissect it. So, well, you know that's the, that's been done already, right? So the whistleblower that came out a few weeks ago, he said oh, that we the crazy one, the crazy or, one, not crazy because even you know some military people are saying he's one of the most respect respectable people have come out so he, you know he had military clearance and everything and he's saying they have vehicles that have crashed and landed and <clears throat> in recovering those things they found alien bodies okay if you if you could call them aliens i just i i think they have to keep this as hokey because people can't handle it 
Well, right. So if you know, if they have alien bodies, then they've been. Right, we had a whole real pandemic and people were just being assholes. But I'm saying they, you know, they've been dissected and everything. These alien bodies. So. <laughs> we had a whole pandemic that that should have made people go, let me protect. And they and people did it. <laughs> so I, the point I'm making is all those movies that we watch where we, we save the day. We're not going to save the day. <laughs> and the aliens know it. I mean, the terrestrials know it. They're like, these humans are mean, dangerous, gun-toting, violent, killing people. I, I heard COVID was from an alien that came and coughed. <laughs> let, let China tell her, Harry. <laughs> I know, I know he, they should say they, the alien landed in the Wuhan. Right. That's the only thing they haven't said yet. <laughs> I think they're probably kicking it around like we make this work. Like nobody's gonna believe anything you say anyway. So say that. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Ha. Ah, well. So listen. okay, let let me just move on real quick. Um what do you think of Putin being uh belly up? <laughs> You didn't hear my first hour where I was talking about this. Oh, I didn't hear. The mercenary. Harry, what do you do when your, your number one mercenary turns on you? Who you call? Who do you call? Well, you see, you know, they had a call. Somebody called them off. Well, the cat, I, the, the, I, this is my thought. And I said this the first hour. You know, the, the billionaires, the billionaires who didn't commit suicide. Remember they had like 13, 20 billionaires <laughs> The ones that didn't commit suicide, and by suicide, I mean wasn't killed, right? Yeah. Poisoned or whatever. Because billionaires in yeah. bunches committing suicide, that's believable. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> maybe the aliens did, I don't know. But the ones who didn't commit suicide, Harry, I'm sure that somebody whispered to them and said, listen, y'all got to do something about your guy. And mercenaries are on the... Harry, mercenaries are not loyal. They're loyal to money. So if you outpay, yeah. you own them. And and supposedly they they are now what what's been happening is that they've been leaking positions of the Russian army to the Ukrainians, so that the Ukrainians could attack the Russians. Yeah. I'm like, man, they're having problems over there. <laughs> About the listen, I think that's like two minutes from civil war. Well, yeah, that's well, you know, that's actually what Putin said, right? So this could be, this could turn into a civil war. And what's he gonna do then? Who we gonna call Harry? All his best mercenaries is turning against him. You got a second string of mercenaries. Who, well, who else do you call? If that happens, then we start sending, you know, military equipment and ammunition to the mercenaries <laughs> to the insurgency. <laughs> Hey, like, but that's his guy, and the only thing he could say, Harry, was like, "Oh, he stabbed me in the back." I'm like, "Ain't that what mercenaries do?" <laughs> Who, who's you know, mercenaries? You know what, what? You know, this is one of the, one of the things that are being said in the European um papers is that they asked um they asked the that mercenary and his his group of bandits. <laughs> to actually fall in line with the Russian army. And they said, uh, no. 
we're not gonna be led by some leader who's who's absent and doesn't care about his military, doesn't care about his soldiers, is willing to send them into, you know, zones that they know that is they're fishing a barrel. So that that was the problem. They wanted them to fall in line with the Russian military, and there's a no way. We're our, we're our own people. We're, we're mercenaries. We we fight for money. I know. Like I, <laughs> that's what I mean, Harry. Somebody had to outpay because Putin was paying them, right? He's paying because his army is stacked full of mercenaries, right? Mercenaries and schoolboys, right? Because that's who's in the army. So yeah, but, if this guy goes out there, out of equipment and ammunition, and he's letting them he's leaving them out there hanging out to dry right so uh, from day one <laughs> you see how hungry they were harry and people and the people in the in the in the countryside was bringing the russian soldiers food because they felt sorry for them i was like they're here to kill you you gonna feed them and they were like these little boys is hungry they just hungry <laughs> they might kill us after they get a full belly but they hungry right now and i them little old ladies out there making soup and stuff for these Russian, and now they, now they, you know, now, now they turn, you know, they jump off and leave and run off. And I was like, Putin, you, you need to. He really needs to give this up because now he's got a whole other problem that I don't think he foresaw. Yeah, I mean, your, your well, days are numbered. You know, I, I was telling a a, a Russian a Russian fan that I know um, how Putin's belly up. And they didn't take that kindly. <laughs> they felt insulted by that. Why? But, they don't see what's happening? What news are they watching? Oh, they're listening to Russian news? <laughs> well, they're, they're saying that it's all United, propaganda from the United States. All right? right, okay. It might be propaganda, but look around. <laughs> or you got to just go outside and look around. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. There's no Americans over there messing well, with y'all. The thing is, is that we didn't force Putin to come out and make a statement about it, right? Oh, he came out and said, oh, I feel stabbed <laughs> in the bag. Oh, I'm going to deal with this. Well, how are you going to deal with this? With more mercenaries? <laughs> I know. Okay. With more mercenaries, with no equipment, <laughs> no ammunition. And they go look at you like, can you pay us? No, I can't pay you. I can, the rubles is nothing. i get you some some, some European money, some other money. Well, when you get the other, when you stack the other money, call us. What are you going to do? And that's the thing. I mean, if, if China and India would just not bail out Putin by buying so much oil from him cheap, this would be a, a much, you know, different thing, you know, but they keep bailing him out. Yeah, well, you know, you know, dictators go, you know, dictators got to stick with dictators. You know what I'm saying, Harry? They're not going to, unless they see some benefit to them to like stop, they're not going to stop. You know what I mean? I mean, India got so many other problems. I, how do they have time to even pay attention to what Russia is doing? <laughs> like, y'all got a billion people. You got a lot of problems. See, India is just, a, it's it does everything out of self-interest, right? So 
They're not and getting every, everyone does. I'm not bad at they're not the, getting involved. That. They're not getting involved in any of the global drama. They're like, Yeah, you, can you give me a bargain on this? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take Let's that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'll, I'll take whatever bargain I can get, but I'm not helping. I'm not gonna help them. I'm not gonna help. Yeah, like I ain't in it. I ain't yeah. in it. I ain't in it. <laughs> the only way they want to get in it is if you're gonna if you're gonna beat their enemy, Pakistan. <laughs> then it's like listen. <laughs> yeah. You see Taiwan, right? Taiwan tough talking. Taiwan is like we gonna put out we they done moved their military to the borders and they're like because China's talking tough to them. I was like, mutely, these people are not coming back under the fold. I don't understand these dictators who think. People are just going to want to come back and do what? You know what kind of freedoms these people are enjoying? Think they want to go back to being under. Well, you know, uh, that that's a totally different, That you know, it's, that's a scary. Yeah, because China is pushing the needle. Yeah. China's they, I mean, they just. <laughs> China's flying over them with bombers. Yes, they doing all kinds of stuff, Harry. They running maneuvers off the coast and. You know, they itch it, itch it, itch it. I was like, y'all gonna mess around. But them, them Taiwanese people, come on these waters if you want to. Come, come, come on these shores if you want to. We gonna fight. They're gonna be like the Ukrainians. You, you sleeping on these people. You think you could just take them. It's not gonna be easy. They're well, not gonna let it be easy. You know, I think um, the United States showed the world how to run a war and not get dirty when they did um desert storm they did the shock and awe <laughs> where you bomb people into submission right you don't send your military you just bomb them into submission um i mean that's the one thing that russia hasn't learned but well that that's a that's a that's what they thought they was doing with ukraine that's what they started doing but they started running out of stuff right so you gotta have. I don't know how you fight a war, Harry. You're not well stocked. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that there's a lot of dust in those bombs, right? It's like so they're not working right. <laughs> B -Y -O -B. So that, I, I think that's B -Y -O what China. Would do. I think that's what China would do with Taiwan. They would just bomb them into submission. Yeah, but nobody's gonna stand by and watch that. That's well, not gonna we'll happen. See, we'll see. You have the. Yeah, you know, Japan is starting to build their military, which is which is another thing that's making China antsy because because of their history with Japan. And you know, they don't want a weaponized Japan. So and then you have Australia and all of these people who who are semi-willing right now. They're not willing committed. But they're semi-willing to, to go to war against China. So did I hear China was um thinking about putting a base in Cuba? Oh well, they're already there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, they're they're putting a spy base in what? Cuba. China's like, we just gonna push the envelope. Yeah, they are. <laughs> While yeah. everybody else is worried about everything else, we're gonna go over here and build up some stuff. That people are like, oh, China's like, you worried about a balloon? We got a whole base <laughs> right there. <laughs> Right off the coast of Florida, we got a base. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. That's like that's a little too close. 
I was like, listen, and you know, Americans are trigger trigger happy anyway. So, well, the thing uh, is, is I saw a general this week and say, yeah, they could put their base there, but we have Guantanamo. We're right there too. So, so we could scramble anything they're listening to. We could, we could let allow them to listen to things we want them to listen to. And everything. So I mean, I'm hoping that what they what he was saying is true, that we're we're more advanced or strategically more advanced than China. Um I I don't feel really confident in that after watching Afghanistan, but um hopefully you could hope, especially when you have a a dictator who's telling you he's gonna he was telling you. China's going to take over the world. They want to. I don't know what it is about people wanting to take over the world. And then what do you do? Say you get the world. Say, say you get it. <laughs> say China gets the whole world, Harry. Just, just say they get it. What, what are they going to do? Well, <laughs> what do they want to do with the whole world? What, they going to just sit around at the house after they say, well, we don't got nothing else to conquer. We got the whole world. What are we going to do? I don't know, but I'm uh, I'm taking up Mandarin and Babel just in case. <laughs> First of all, nobody on the planet is going to allow China to take them over. That's number one. So People will fight. Listen, that's not going to happen. Well, the thing is, is that taking over the world during the Roman times, that was a totally different thing. The world wasn't that big. <laughs> Now taking over the world, that means a totally different thing. Oh, you have to assume, you got to make a lot of assumptions in order. But just say, say all things being equal, you you get to take over the world, then what? Then what do you do? I don't think they think about that. I think they just, I think the getting, the getting to it is the excitement for, for all these dictators. Because once they get them, get it, what are they going to do? Who well, wants Russia back, wants the USSR back? What? You can't feed the people you got now. You, you can't take care of Russia. Well, that's How you going to take care of all the... I know, that's, that's not, not a the point. problem for them, Babs. I know, they don't care. They, it's like, oh, I did it. They don't care. When, they, when it was the USSR, everybody was starving. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we, want, we want equal opportunity <laughs> deprivation. <laughs> We want you to be hungry and you to be hungry and you to be hungry. <laughs> they probably sitting there side-eyed in Ukraine. These people in their cafes, they got freedom. They're like, they're like everybody gets starvation. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> side-eyed, like, who do they think they are over there in their coffee shops and strollers and free lives? <laughs> Damn it. We well, have to go and rescue them from that. <laughs> they, I, well, they won't be the first one to hate the Western world for that, right? So it's like... Oh, yeah, no. Everybody everybody yeah. hates the West. But what do they do, Harry? They adopt the Western culture. Yeah, they hate well, it, and then they adopt it. Well, it's a lot nicer, Babs. I mean... Well, it is. <laughs> so you, you could criticize it and everything, but when you start fighting against it, and then it, it's like when... No, I'm not going to go all the way back. But anyway, but yeah, so you can hate 
on it all you want, but then when you start mimicking it, when you have your leaders have, you know, Elvis haircuts. And 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 you see them Chinese kids in yeah. hip hop gear and yeah. afros and corn braids. <laughs> and better hip hop dances. <laughs> I mean, they, they're incredible hip hop dances. I'll be watching them on YouTube. I'm like, they wow. are, Harry. I'm like, you ain't gonna be able to shut this down. Like, I, you can say whatever. These young people, they dressing, they talking, they acting, they walking. You know, you could say, oh, we don't, we gonna shut down all this stuff. Uh, uh-uh, uh, them kids is re- and, and they and they rebel and they rebel and they rebel. Well, that's the thing, right? So, remember, it was a strategic thing on China to to have a population of mostly men, so that if they ever had to go to war. Um, I think they have. I think they're there to the point where they have a whole bunch of sexually frustrated men <laughs> who just want to fight somebody because they ain't enough women in their society. <laughs> so they're like they're perfectly motivated right now. <laughs> these dictators, stupid. Fight these men. These are just men. Men being stupid. I was like, man, come on. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see what happens next. I I just don't. The world is crazy. People thought the one child policy, one male child policy was foolish, but you see their army, they they got their their military is like enormous. Yeah, all right. It could be enormous, Harry, but you know, we done people can uh I, I I will say this. I don't think that army, that everybody in that army is lock, stock, and barrel. And now they have the the largest um, Navy fleet in the world. Now that they've topped us. So, yeah, China is preparing for a serious war. Yeah. It'd be with themselves. It'd be a war with themselves, Harry. Ain't nobody trying to... In- Anybody trying to f- listen? The reason why they pick it on Taiwan is they're looking for a fight. Okay. That's what you want. That's how you want to spend your time. You don't got nothing else to do. Nothing. You well, don't want to solve no problem. You don't want to tell us how the pandemic started. You know, nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to. You really? You want them to tell you everything? <laughs> scary. Nothing. nothing. And, and then there probably is another one coming. But, nothing. Um, not going to tell us. No hints. Nothing. But the thing is, is that unless we really are, look, if, are we willing to start World War Three over Taiwan? I don't know, right? Because with all the bad, well, Taiwan jumps off other stuff, Harry. Because we can't let them march. We just can't. I mean, well, the thing no is, no one in the world is going to allow that. Nobody. The, the thing is, is that Taiwan basically owns like 70 percent of the microchip market. Yeah, right. So, so that would be a big strategic thing for China to take it because it would be basically you see right now there's a shortage of microchips. So yeah. there's, 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 the car companies have a waiting list that goes three years. So, well, you know, I so know nobody car, is going to allow that. Well, that's the thing. Right. So I think strategically speaking, we need to start moving our 
resources away. I mean, let's face it. You have China, who owns a lot of our intellect, who stole a lot of our intellectual property and who manufactures a lot of our intellectual property. You have Taiwan, you have India. We have to move away from Asia. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the way to do it. I, think I don't we think, have, we, think we I don't think we need to no, I don't think we have stuff. to move away. You know, I think the rest of the world can just bring them the heel. And and you know, listen, it they have to, in order to be viable in the world, they gotta do business with other people. They can't just do business with themselves. What's, what's that? They gotta be a, you sewing maps? No, this is my a necklace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you see, here's the thing for me. I think it would be strategically smart if you start preparing these South American countries, preparing them to be our manufacturers so that we keep it. No, we like we like the drug tra- trade too much. <laughs> well, let's convert them. That's, the drug trade is too lucrative, Harry. <laughs> let's convert them from meth and, Mm-mm. you know. That's too lucrative, Harry. <laughs> And this way, it, it solves a lot of the issues that they're having. Of, the cartels don't know nothing about no chips. <laughs> let's get. Well, I don't know. I think strategically speaking, we should move all of this stuff over here to the North American continent. It protects us over here because we don't have to worry about. I mean, of course, we're allow, we're allowing China to come over here and start, you know, infiltrating. They got Brazil now. They have. Argentina, they have they they're spreading out all over. Harry, they might be. It might look like they're spreading out, but don't you believe for one second that this country and other Western countries and allies are not paying attention and already put stop gaps in place? They they are giving them an inch. They're not giving them a mile. They're only giving them an inch. So you best believe. Plus, China understands. They can't just do business with each other. They got to do business with the world. Somebody got to buy the stuff that they're selling. Yeah, we have somebody. To, I hope the world is preparing for this because, you know, if it if it does end up being World War Three, we need to treat them like it's not going to be World War Three. You know what's going to be Harry? A, 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 a catastrophic pandemic. That's what's going to take us out. <laughs> you, you can kill more people with a pandemic. Oh, I know they they already tried, right? So already did. What do you mean tried? Already did. Well, well, that and you have the fentanyl, right? That Drug, drugs from, in a pandemic will do it. Yeah. So the fentanyl that comes from China lands in Mexico, it's mass produced and sold over here because you know, yeah. And America, you know, we we've got a very weak population. We got a weak population yeah, America's, in this you know, country. Very willing and, to, and we got a lot of stupid people in legislative position so they they're not even thinking about this stuff harry they're only looking to control their little parts of their states and country right they're only looking to control the they're not thinking uh, global they're just thinking oh i want to control west virginia i want to control mississippi i want to control georgia they're only thinking like these ninny heads are just thinking like that but there are people who are thinking forward thinking forward and thinking globally and and you know you while these dummies on this playing field are running around talking about banning books and all this other kind of stuff, there are other people who are like, I'm working on matters of international importance. Well, think about it, right? So last year we had 
over 100,000 people die of overdoses from drugs that come from foreign entities, right? So over 100,000 people, we're, we're on pace to top that. So imagine, you know, we went to war because 3,000 people died on 9-11, and I'm not taking away from that, but I'm saying we went to war because 3,500 people died on 9-11. Well, here's the thing. What? We didn't go, we didn't do, we didn't go into the, we didn't go into the right war. We went to the wrong country for that. <laughs> but that's so, neither there, Babs. <laughs> so I, you know, that was just smoking mirrors right there. This is like, right, oh, we but, but I'm saying, so, I mean, but we don't care that over 100,000 people die of overdoses of fentanyl and all that. We don't care. <laughs> no, we do not care. I'm telling you, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care that people are dying. We don't care people are homeless. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care if people are banned. We don't care. We want a stupid citizenry so that we could just continue to just so these people can have their own personal stacking of money and power. They're not thinking globally. They're not thinking about the world stage. They're just thinking about how can I control women? How can I control books? How can I curtail rights? How can I mess with the LTBGQTIA community plus? <laughs> They're not thinking about how, how we could, you know, um, um, uh, strengthen South America so they could be a better ally to us and we could move operations from Asia to South America and, and they could prosper and we could prosper. We can't do that. that. We can't do that. We love the fentanyl. <laughs> we like, just like we like the cheap TVs. Hey, hey. <laughs> fentanyl no. and cheap TVs, Harry, I'm telling Don't you. Don't criticize my TVs. <laughs> All right, I want an I want 85-inch TV for $200. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> $199. Don't criticize my TVs. You know, it, it is bad. And and I feel, every time we talk about it, I feel horrible that I have a big TV, a big screen TV in my kitchen because I bought it on Black Friday. And it was $75. $300 for a 60-inch TV that I, have, that, that I don't even turn on. I don't even turn, well, I turn it on on Thanksgiving because... When people are around the table, we can see the football yeah, you, game. You can see the games, and you, and you got the but one in the it. other room on. I have I to know. bust up the remote on Thanksgiving. I got to find the remote <laughs> on Thanksgiving to see a TV that I shouldn't have bought. And Harry, that is the power of China right there. That's how they go. That's how they, they don't got to put no weapons on us, Harry. You know what they got to do? They got to take back their gadgets. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I almost feel Karen's eyes burning through me every time we're in the kitchen. And like, if we sit at the table and she looks up at the TV, she always looks up at the TV and then she looks at me like stupid. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's how China's going to get us, Harry. It's going to get us by That's the it. electronics. That's it. We're going to all have fentanyl and TVs. No shade, no shame to people who have real addiction. And you know, it's the same. That's not what we're making fun of. Yeah, it's just, well, it's the same addictive powers, right? So it's like. It is. It's addiction, right? It so I, I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> I gotta buy stuff. And that's, you, what, that's what China banks on. They know yeah. Western people As a like matter of fact, I just bought something that oh. I didn't need. Oh, 
I I just bought a couple of cameras. Now, the thing is, is that it's a better camera than the one I have right here. And it only cost me $10 because it was on sale. So I'm like, well, okay, I got to, I don't need it, but I got to buy it. And I not only do I got to buy, I got to buy two. Right? While it's on sale. I'm probably never going to switch. Harry, you need to get in the resistance. <laughs> well, this is on Amazon. I don't know what, what country it came from. Probably China. Oh, it's, it's definitely China. It's some other country. Harry, you need to join the resistance. You got to join the resistance, Harry. <laughs> don't be the last hold up. I know. <laughs> you need the resistance. Yeah. You got to join the resistance, Harry. Make the make the make the pledge. Join the resistance. Uh, I know we yeah. we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, world talk. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to. WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.